It looks like a screwdriver. It looks like a screwdriver. Two successful sharp conferences. Two successful sharp conferences in the future. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to Biblio Benter. And today, Ellen, Laura, and me, Natalia, are going to talk about... What are we going to talk about, Ellen? Today, we're going to talk about the recent conference that Laura and I attended and presented at, the Sharp 2019 conference in Amherst, 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 Massachusetts. We learned that the town folk in Amherst are so vocal. Mm-hmm. They say nothing but the H nothing is silent. Nothing but the H is silent. So Aww. the H in Am in Amherst, it's actually Amherst. And so Sharp, for anyone that doesn't know, is the Society for the History of Authorship, Reading, and Publishing. And so it was three days that we spent. So just talking a bit about the conference and our impressions. Let's start from the beginning, which usually is, I guess, the application and the preparation for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How, how much time did you guys have to sort of plan? That's a horrible question because I don't remember. I don't either. So it was so long ago. It was a long time ago. I think it was in winter. Yeah, the deadline for abstracts was December 31st. I think something like that. Was winter. Yeah. And then, That's a very festive deadline. Mm-hmm. And then I think we... It was in spring we found out we were accepted mm-hmm. and yeah the theme for this year so every year has a theme and the theme this year was indigeneity nationhood and migrations of the book and that's i think was a really inviting topic mm-hmm. for both of us having mm-hmm. done and doing national and transnational studies i think it was a good location for the topic too considering that area is full of histories that go back as far as histories can go back, not just with European settlers, but also with natives. And I think we did our best to try to honor the native ground we were visiting for the conference. Yeah, you have to imagine that the theme was kind of informed by the location. Mm -hmm. And what we learned in one of the talks was that the crest of the university Mm -hmm. actually has um, a native person right. on it I hadn't even noticed and then there was a talk about the history about about that which yeah. was which was really interesting so it is I mean just right as you can understand steeped in this history I'm really curious about your presentation so basically what you guys were talking about in at the conference just maybe a couple words so we are okay. planning to write a little bit about mm-hmm. um, our presentations just like some little blog posts so we can let people know a little bit about what we right. what we did. Mine was about, unsurprisingly, cookbooks. <laughs> uh, it was about two mid-20th century Alaskan cookbooks, one from indigenous people, one not, and kind of how they were different and the same, and then also how they kind of interacted, or how these groups interacted with each other. It was, a, I mean, it's a, it's a great cookbook. I'll write, I'll write about, mm-hmm. a little bit more about the cookbook. Yeah. yeah. And I was just presenting on the Cherokee Phoenix, which was a newspaper, bilingual Cherokee English newspaper in 1828. And um, I created my own little communication circuit to work with the newspaper, or the early American newspaper, as it were. 
my goal there in this, because this will be my master's thesis most likely, is to really kind of understand how Euro-American notions of printing or textual transmission and how it affected minorities and indigenous people and how it really influences how then they see the idea of textual transmission and can these two ideas really come together and create something and how different you know if you look at wampum belts it's it's textual it can be edited it is edited but this is a completely different way of thinking of textual transmission from a printer and a newspaper and a magazine or a book or any of these kinds of things so how can these two ideas what was the impact on the native community in creating a newspaper and and how does this affect them and is it a positive or negative influence of it was great. Your presentation was great. And I think this was a conversation that we kind of kept having over the mm -hmm. whole week mm -hmm. um, of like, how is it beneficial to use right. the book as a framework and how right. is that limiting? And I mean, we obviously didn't come up with any for right. answers, but we, I mean, I think it's, that's one of the things that was good about putting indigeneity in the topic mm -hmm. is that it did kind of spur these right. conversations that you might otherwise not have. I would not have looked right. at the Eskimo cookbook, right. that's the title, the Eskimo right. cookbook, if it hadn't been for this conference, I wouldn't have looked at it so closely, right. and I learned a lot, and, and I'm really glad that right. was the topic. And that adds to then your knowledge about cookbooks and doing mm -hmm. your PhD and figuring out how does this all come together. Yeah. And the topic for next year is the power of the written word. So, for anyone out there who yeah. happens to be an M. Do they do this like in the alphabetic order? <laughs> we're just going through like everything that's with A first. <laughs> what was the title again? The The Power of the Written Word. June fifteenth to eighteenth. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it went all really well. Um, yeah, it did. It was a great experience. It really was. I mean, I am so glad I did it. And we both we were both lucky that we got funding from Sharp, right? The travel grant, uh -huh. uh, so that helped. It did also. Yeah. It did. I'm very grateful to get that. What was because your... I'm not a PhD student, so I don't qualify for funding for in extra, Germany. Oh wow! Yeah. I have to be a PhD student to be relevant, I guess. Mm. <laughs> what was your favorite? Like, what was a really, not your favorite one, but like, what was a, a, a part of the conference that really stood out for you? Well, um, one talk that I went to that really stood out for me, mainly because I just have no experience in it, is Transformation of Reading Spaces in Japan, I think was oh. the title of the, of the presentation. And it was just, it was really fascinating to see kind of how um, communal the idea of reading the ma manga, is it manga? Mm -hmm. How do manga. you say it? Manga. manga. Is in that they have these, you know, spaces that even families came together to read. Mm -hmm. And I found that really interesting and that they went, I guess, from... You know, they also had reading on the train as a national custom and things like that. So some things are similar to what, say, the Western world might go through 
but just that, you know, they had a really kind of shared reading practice until the post-war era, and then it started to become more private spaces, and then now I guess it's coming back to more public spaces mm -hmm. again. So it was really interesting to hear and understand about a facet of reading and how life is with reading in another country yeah, that I was yeah. completely ignorant about, really. So that was really quite fascinating to me. Yeah, that's interesting. That one is mm -hmm. one of those ones that like yeah. escaped my yeah. notice, maybe. That does sound super interesting. Mm -hmm. We're going to Japan soon, right? and one of the things we looked at was like for cheap accommodation, you can stay in a... Um, like stay unofficially, mm -hmm. but I guess they have like these manga right. libraries okay, yeah. where you can like rent a blanket and a pillow oh. and you can just read manga all night. And there was a little part of us that were like, well, we should give that a try. We should, we you can do that once. We, we can't read Japanese, but, well, but you can look the at pictures. the pictures. We can look at the pictures. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but wouldn't that be funny to just curl up the blanket and like a stack of manga? And then if they just like, Cross that with the cat cafe. Mm. Perfect. Oh my yeah. yeah. Be perfect. They will be booked for ages. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. will not get rid of customers, really. Mm -hmm. People will be coming in, right. like flooding in. Yeah. So, speaking of Japanese reading spaces. By the way, shout out to Jessica, who's in Japan. Yay, she's in Japan. <laughs> for me, I really liked the first timer event, which mm -hmm. was, um, it was at a bar in Amherst. High horse. The high horse. The high horse. <laughs> the It's a great name for a bar. And we got drink tickets so we could just go and have a drink kind of on Sharp and mm -hmm. meet other people who were also first timers mm -hmm. at the Sharp conference. Mm -hmm. And they had a poetry reading that started with. It started with. Um, oh, it started with. Ron. Yeah, Ron Walburn reading some of his own poetry, which mm -hmm. is great. Laura, you bought a book. I bought his, two books. Two books of his poetry. Then it went to like. Kerouac, Kerouac and the Beats, kept going down, kept going back until back we in time, ended until with, with Cademan's hymn. Did we end with Cademan's hymn? I think so, or? yeah, that was the last and one. And they did that with the... It was like a didgeridoo. Didgeridoo and, and something uh, else. Some sort of zither or... Yeah, um, which I did record. It was great. So, I mean... It was an interesting experience to be in a mm -hmm. bar and listening to old English poetry, mm -hmm. but it was also really fun and mm -hmm. it was great to meet other people who were also there for the right. first time. I thought that was a really nice thing to do. That was great. Yeah. So based on the conference, I came up with a game, but I was also inspired by a game that actually exists called Superfrauen. It basically is like Go Fish mm -hmm. for those of you that are American, Happy Families for those of you that are British, maybe know it. So basically you want to get a group of four, mm -hmm. which I learned is called a book. Oh. Like when you have four of a kind, it's called a book. Huh. So mm -hmm. I named my game Women Who Make Books. Okay. Books and right. quotes, okay. double on top right. because we're making, they are all women who make books mm -hmm. in some way or another, um, but also you want four of them, right. so make a book. And there's different categories, so we have typographers, artists, Native American book women, cookbook women, I get to make the book, mm -hmm. so sorry, there's cookbook women, newspaper women, writers, and printers. Um, so obviously this list could go on and on forever, but I right. kind of tried to keep it inspired by the Sharp mm -hmm. conference. So what we do is we all get five cards, I think. Let's say five. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What we want to do is just get as many books 
So groups of four, mm-hmm. they all go together. So all of the typographers, mm-hmm. all of the artists, mm-hmm. and whoever has the most books wins. The rules usually go that the person to the left of the dealer, so mm-hmm. that would be Laura, goes first. Okay. Look at your hand, see what you need, mm-hmm. and then you ask anyone, mm-hmm. me or Natalia, if they have so-and-so. And then if they do have it, you get the card, they have to give it to you, and you get to keep going. You can ask another okay. question so, okay. until we say no. Until somebody says no, and if the first answer is no, they don't have it, then you draw a card from the okay. deck. Okay. So okay. It's, go, it's go fish. All right. But so, I can pick anyone to ask You can ask pick anyone, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I mean anyone. <laughs> anyone. Of the, the vast two, two people that you have to choose from. Okay. Um, and so just so you know about the symbols, I think you can figure out most of the symbols. Yeah. But the one for Native American... Um, Is a wampum belt? It's a wampum belt yeah. because our keynote speaker, the, the, the first speaker, uh, was about reading wampum belts. Mm-hmm. And it was just a fantastic... It was fantastic. Um, keynote speech. It was a great way to start the conference. Definitely. So that's why it's a wampum belt um, there. Well, that's great. Okay. Ellen, do you have typographer Elizabeth Colwell? Oh my god, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. That is a little freaky. (laughs) So does that mean I go again? Yeah, then you go again. Okay. Natalia, do you have typographer Jane Bissell Grabhorn? Unfortunately, I don't. Okay. Someone's going for typographers. Uh-huh. So am I next to ask? Yeah, okay. then you will go next. Uh-huh. To Laura, because mm-hmm. she has more cards. <laughs> do you happen to have um, a writer, Harriet Beecherstow? No, I do no. not. So okay. then you take one from the... Yes. Let it be her. Oh, was I supposed to take it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Natalia, do you have Sarah Winamuka, Native American writer? Yes, I do. Oh. Mm. Okay. And just a little bit about her. She published Life Among the Paiutes, Their Wrongs and Claims in 1884. All right. So, cool. Gonna... Keep going on that train. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, do you have Native American book writer Morning Dove? I do. Really? Yes. Nice. Somebody has. Wow, you guys, I'm getting Good close. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Laura, do you have Native American book woman Maud Keg? No, I do not. Mm. Well, what am I supposed to say? I don't. <laughs> Just cry. Yeah. There's no, there's no set phrase. You can, yeah. But we can come up with one, though. Um, yeah. We'll think of it. Mm. We'll, we'll ruminate. Instead of go fish. Mm-hmm. Go typeset. Go typeset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds really rude. <laughs> go set your type. <laughs> okay. Ellen, do you have cookbook writer Amelia Simmons? I do not. Okay, so that means I draw a card. Amelia Simmons, by the way, uh, Laura was nice enough to give me a facsimile of her mm-hmm. book. She was the first woman, the first known woman, so there might have been an earlier one, but the first known American woman to 
write a mm-hmm. cookbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I don't. Go type set yourself. Go type set yourself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. All right, so um, Alan, mm-hmm. would you tell me <laughs> if you had Edith Wharton, the writer? I do not. Go type. Go set type. Go set some type. Go set your type. I can't really say it. It's not. It's a... not rolling off my tongue. Go set your type. Just not not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Natalia, do you have printer Mary Catherine Goddard? Today's not my day. Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. Pronunciation of some of these names. Depending where you're from, yeah. I guess, and on the continent, they try to say yeah. Goddard, but it's Goddard. Yeah. But she is the um, postmaster. Her, the postmaster. Mm-hmm. Probably the first woman postmaster, but also her name appears on the Declaration of Independence. That's a kick-ass lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get to keep going. Okay, Laura, do you have Dinah Nuthead? What kind is she? She, oh yes, she is a printer. She was believed to be the first woman uh, licensed as a printer in the 13 colonies, oh, even wow. though she was illiterate. Wow. Was she? They believed she was illiterate, that she couldn't, she couldn't write her own hmm. name. So we, don't, we know so little about her mm-hmm. because it was so early. What we know is that she flourished, we don't know when she was born, we don't know when she died, mm-hmm. flourished in 1696. Wow. Wow. So. That's great. No, go, go set some type. Go set some type. I have a lot of cards now. Alright, Ellen, mm-hmm. do you have cookbooker Lydia Marie Child, author of The Frugal Housewife? I do not. No. No. She's from Medford, Massachusetts. She is from Medford, Massachusetts. She's Maybe re- most remembered for her poem "Over the River and Through the Woods." Mm-hmm. Is that interesting? Do you know that rhyme slash song? Not really. I don't think so. Over the river and through the woods, to grandmother's house we go. No, no. And I forgot the rest. Yeah, me too. Okay. I have to. But say, I do not go set some type. <laughs> I have to say, from the list that we have here in front of us with the groups, I have, I know maybe like four women. Yeah, well, I, yeah. like I said, I really learned. A lot um, by doing this. Some of them did come up at the conference. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll let you know when those ones come up because those were I mean, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Laura, mm-hmm. do you have a newspaper woman, Frances Harper, who's considered to be the mother of African American journalism, no less? Mm. No, I do not. Oh, that's a pity. Go set yourself. Go to you're going to set your tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but no, oh, you keep right. forgetting. I keep forgetting, yeah, because I don't see the uh, deck here, so I keep forgetting. What we'll have know. to do is we'll have to put little, like, um, pieces of type on the back of the cards yeah. so you remember mm-hmm. that you have to set your type. Um, okay. True. My turn. It's been a while. Natalia, mm-hmm. do you have a Native American writer, folk artist, and Bead worker, Maud Keg. No, unfortunately, go yeah. set your type. None of us have a book yet. I'm no, kind of surprised. No, there aren't too. that many. And we have quite a lot of cards. We do. There, there's, I mean, I thought, because there's seven, 
groups. I thought for sure someone would get something. Okay, Natalia, do you have typographer Jane Bissell Grabhorn? How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> How could you possibly know? Now I have a book. The first book. First book. In our book, we have Beatrice Ward from New York. She worked as publicity manager at the Monotype Corporation in London. Then we have Jane Bissell Grabhorn, who is an artist, typographer, bookbinder, and printer. She worked at Grabhorn Press and established the Jumbo Press. Then we have Bertha M. Gowdy, co-proprietor with Frederick Gowdy of the Village Press in Illinois. And the Village Press's first production was Printing, an essay by William Morris and Emery Walker. I think that's neat. They yeah. printed William Morris. And then the last one is Elizabeth Colwell, known for her hand-lettered newspaper advertisements. Alrighty. Okay, let's see what we got. Alright. <laughs> I have all these cards. Nothing is coming together okay. for me. Who do I ask but now? We've drawn, Laura. We've drawn cards. Do you one. have Mod Keg? I do. Yay. I have my first book of um, Native American book women. So I have, what did I say? Sarah Winamuka, Jane Johnson's Schoolcraft, the first known American Indian literary writer. Okay. And her name, by the way, in Ojibwa is beautiful. It's Woman of the sound that the stars make rushing through the sky. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. That's I mean, nice. no wonder she was a literary writer Amazing. with a name like that. Then Maud Keg, who was the um, storyteller and bead worker, and Morning Dove. And she was known for her 1927 novel, Guia. Okay. Um, so, 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 so. Laura, mm-hmm. how many cards do you have? How many cards do I have? Six. <laughs> Ellen. That's not how this works. I have not how many. That is not. I'm increasing my chances. It's here. not how this game works. <laughs> do you also have a lot of cards? More I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay, Ellen. <laughs> do you have uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe? I do. The writer. See? And Your I type is book. set. <laughs> my type is so set. <laughs> So who do you have? I do have uh, four lady writers. Emily Dickinson, American poet from Amherst. Is, am I pronouncing it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, Louise May Alcott, the Little Women mm-hmm. author. Uh, Herod Beecherstove, who's most famous for Uncle Tom's Heaven. Not ankle, but uncle. Uncle. <laughs> uncle Tom's Heaven. <laughs> and last but not the least, Edith Wharton, a novelist, short story writer, and a designer. And she was the first woman to win the Pulitzer Prize for Literature in 1921 for The Age of Innocence, mm-hmm. by the way. I think it was recently adapted for screen. Was it? Well, recently, oh, it like, past five years or something. Well, 1991 wasn't the past five years. Maybe they did they, it again. They're remaking everything. I think so, they're yeah. going to remake Home Alone. So, you know what? Age of Innocence at least makes sense. Yeah. Definitely well, what doesn't. they should do... That was 1991. Was it? Yeah. Huh? What? Home Alone. Home Alone. Was it? Anyway, so those, that's, that were the four ladies. I actually, the only four ladies I know from this list. So. Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. And so, actually, 
Fun fact about the conference, the reception was at the Emily Dickinson house, the yep. first night reception. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was great. We got to, um, this is nice. the whole, like, grounds were mm-hmm. opened up and we mm-hmm. had a drink and some food. But they opened up the house for everybody right. so mm-hmm. we could go in and take a look. And the guides were there to answer mm-hmm. questions. It was really neat. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It was quite nice. Laura, mm-hmm. do you have artists? Elizabeth Shipping I Green. I do. Yeah. Natalia. Uh oh. Do you have artist Agnes Fitzgibbon? I do. Book. Uh, so this is a good one because a lot of these came up at Shark. Uh-huh. I don't know how many you remember or All saw, right. Laura. So there's Virginia Lee Burton. Mm-hmm. I saw that She's one. She's the Folly Cove designers. They did lino cuts um, and printing on fabric. And it was really cool. They were just these mm. pictures like stomping oh. on the prints. Mm. It really made me want to do lino crap. Yeah. Like and that. and cat that cat thing. So. And the cat. We we oh, posted a, we'll post a picture of the cat. And she also wrote what is it, Mike and the Steam Engine? Is that what it's called? I have no idea. It was a children's book that I loved. Oh. I think she wrote that. She did that one or illustrated and the little house. Is what it was called. I don't know. I'll have to look. Those were two of my favorite books as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think she's responsible for the art, Could at least on be. both of them. Yeah. And then we have Agnes Fitzgibbon. I don't think you were at this talk. Mm. This was the, so there's the Women in Book History. Mm-hmm. And they had the two women in print mm-hmm. or women printers panels. And Agnes Fitzgibbon was in one. She was an illustrator, she learned lithography. Well, mm-hmm. I, th- I I mean, mm-hmm. this was in the like 1800s. I just find that very impressive. And then Elizabeth Shipping Green, American illustrator and new woman, and she was published before she was 18. Wow. In, uh, and then also published in the Saturday Evening Post and mm-hmm. Harper's Bazaar, just to name a few. And Anne Michalowski, mm-hmm. were you there for that one? I don't. Anne Michalowski. So she was a Detroit artist um, with the Cass Corridor Movement. Mm-hmm. And in the 1960s, she and her husband, Ken Michalowski, founded the Alternative Press. Oh, okay. And that was a great talk because we got to see some of her, like some of her mm-hmm. work, what it looked like. And it was, right. it was really amazing. So here you can see one of her miniatures. It's a self-portrait oh, miniature. Oh, okay. That's um, nice. And she also did lino cuts. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I think I have one. Emma, yeah, but with the four sorry. gorgeous ladies yeah. in the yeah. book. So I also only did seven groups, mm-hmm. but imagine this is supposed mm-hmm. to be with like right. a whole deck, right. so it could go on a lot longer. But yeah. yeah, but it's a good game. So I'm looking forward uh, to the next game. Maybe we are going to compile by the end of the year um, the full collection yeah, uh, we'll see. of categories that could be put into one big game. Yeah, I think it would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be exciting. So one of the things that Laura went to at the Sharp Conference that I didn't go to was a workshop that was, I mean, I think we could, like, be inspired by a lot of their games. What was the workshop? It was making, doing, moving. moving. Mm -hmm. This is a huge program, so Laura is looking into this. It is a huge program, and, I mean, there were so many panels. So, uh, yeah, I attended on Thursday the Making, Doing, and Moving Creative and Arts-Based Methods for Contemporary Book Culture Research. And it was a lot of fun, and it was really interesting. There were two papers that got presented first before we started the making, doing, and moving part. 
And one was um, Beth Driscoll and Claire Squires talking about the Frankfurt Book Fair and where this uh, book, The Frankfurt Kaboff, how that <laughs> kind of came up and thinking about that. Then the making, doing, moving had a lot of, there were a lot of little kind of fun tasks to kind of get us thinking about how do books move through the world? How do we conceptualize the object and what we think about it and how we work with it? And so, like one, for example, one of the exercises was to record what you think is the sound a book makes. And then there was a build your own um, blurb for a book to sell at a book fair because you would take you would fill in kind of like Mad Libs uh-huh. different things and then this would be kind of your um, way to sell your book at the book fair mm-hmm. so that was really great Mad Libs we could definitely do yeah, Mad Libs we should do Mad Libs mm-hmm. uh, fun fact uh, there is this special type of um, YouTube channels where people do this A ASMR. Is that yes. where they just make the noises? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the okay. So there is yeah. a book tube part of channels that do it's that. Just book sounds? So that's basically people who just touch their books and talk about them. Ain't You're like, so basically that's what people do. They just <laughs> flip through the pages, they make this sound, they just kind of. Yeah. Have books, and you're like, or like, if the if the book has this, you know, like slightly voluminous um, lettering on them, like oh. all the possible sounds you can get out of a book, right. people do. So, uh, thank you for coming back to listen to us, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check out the blog post for more information about our people's presentations and uh, generally on Sharp. Yeah, thanks to Sharp. If you're yes. not already, join the Sharp list if you're interested. Thank you, Sharp. Yeah. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.